welcome to our very first episode of the Combined Impact Podcast. I'm Nagila, I'm 28. And I'm Shadi, and I just turned 25. Mm-hmm. So, and we decided that we wanted to create a podcast for the simple reason that we love to talk about different topics. Yeah. And we have to have, I just love to have that conversation. And we thought it would be really cool to bring it, you know, into a platform in which you can bring it to more people to have this conversation because there are conversations I feel like we really do need to... We really do need to have. They're long overdue. Yeah. Especially within our community. Um, you know, we're both from Aruba. So um, there are things we go through within our community. I think that a lot of us do. And I feel like the more we talk about them, the more we try to solve and help each other out. So, yeah. yeah. So nobody feels alone in certain situations because yeah. there are things, of course, that need to be talked about as we mentioned but nobody really wants to talk about it because it's kind of taboo and we find ourselves talking about all of these things all the time yeah out in the open and private and then we thought why don't we why don't we capture this and then put it out there and invite other people to join in on the conversation so here we are yeah exactly here we are (laughs) and to start off our podcast journey we decided to pick a topic that we thought well one fits in really well with the current times we are in but also because it's something both of us kind of yeah go through or have went through mm-hmm. these past few years and I think it's very hits close to home so I felt yeah. yeah we felt like it would be a really interesting conversation to have and that is quarter life crisis yes just in time for Shari's 25th birthday yeah so. that was I only had one breakdown so I think like you know it's, oh, uh, this week you mean. this week yes oh, okay. so <laughs> it, it was very that quarter life crisis hit very like uh, <laughs> prominent very uh, it was not welcome but it happens and I think a lot of us especially at our age really go through it when it comes to these yes. uh, specific crises yeah if you're quarantined for such a long time and you're just stuck inside with your thoughts then there's not much else that can happen except for facing your fears yeah because that's the thing I think we're so used to when we're you know out and about and we're living our life and we're I feel like we're all going on this it's like super high-paced living and everyone's just keeping keep moving you know don't stop don't don't think about the things you don't want to think about don't don't pause mm-hmm. and now you're kind of basically forced to pause you're going to basically forced to confront yourself and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to probably struggle with that a lot so me including <laughs> so it's definitely an interesting topic to discuss for sure yes so um we looked up as prepared as we are we looked up online what the definition of a quarter life crisis is um there were a few um interesting definitions i would say but the one that was most clear to me or that resonated the most was that it starts when you graduate I'm assuming college or high school or when you move out the family home. And I think it also includes when you break up with your high school sweetheart <laughs> oh, for a lot of people. That one has close to home too. But yeah, it's very relatable. But yeah, I do think like it's definitely at those ends of, you know, your life cycle that you have just finished certain things like high school and you're confronted with so many new and unknown issues and problems you've never had to face before or never really really have to think about before so I think that definitely is what triggers it most of the time so yeah that's uh, gonna be our topic for today yeah and I think that it's interesting as well because it's something that a lot of people deal with but then you have 
people from like a Caribbean background who've immigrated to somewhere else. Yeah. And then we have the extra challenge that's just like as if it's not enough. Just pile on yeah, a, little a little bit, bit more. And it's just do we stay here? Do we go back? Do we continue <laughs> the life that we've created for ourselves? Or do we create a new life? Again, chart, start a new chapter <sighs> on an island again. So it's, uh, it's a lot to think about, a lot yeah. of process. But yeah, so that's just going to be all of what, yeah, most of what we're going to discuss today. So the existential stare. Yeah, I really had to, oh, it hit me for a second there. <laughs> Shit, okay. Well, we're talking about this. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it, guys. Before we even start, I feel like we should probably acknowledge some of our privilege, a lot of our privilege, uh, which is basically that we get to have a queer life crisis. Yeah. And it's tough because some people don't have the same opportunities that we do. No. Some people don't get to choose if they want to go to college or not, if they want to go to the Netherlands or the US. They just, mm-hmm. the day that they were born, it was already decided for them, you're staying and you're working for my company after yeah. you're done. Or you just don't, yeah. Or maybe something happens that uh, delays your plans to go somewhere else in the first place and then you're stuck. It's definitely worth it to acknowledge your privilege in every situation, really. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to enjoy things less, but it definitely adds value to acknowledge that other people are are having other experiences. And acknowledging your privilege isn't a personal attack on yourself. Calm the fuck down, people. Okay, but anyways, continuing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think what we can definitely discuss while talking about this crisis, this core life crisis, is especially those pressures surrounding it. First of all, okay, like you finish high school, right? Mm-hmm. And your life is technically already planned out for you in a way, or you're already expected to do certain things to be successful, right? You're supposed to finish high school. In our case, uh, go to college, which means fly to another country that is like, how, how far are we from? I don't know the it's, exact it's, number of kilometers, but from the Caribbean <laughs> to Europe. 10 hours in a freaking airplane. It's a lot. It's oh, wow. very far. <laughs> it is really far. <laughs> <laughs> like, it feels really far, especially in these days. You know, it's like, oh my God, it's like a life. It's a world away. It's not even. But yeah, so it's you. you come here. You're supposed to study, finish your school within the years you're supposed to finish, mm-hmm. find the perfect job for you, the what you've been training for your whole life, technically, and yeah. start a family, you know? <laughs> and if you do not reach all of this, you basically, <laughs> what, I, what I'm going through right now, I have yeah. not accomplished any of those milestones yet, so... <laughs> well, you have five years, Shadi. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, if you don't reach all these milestones you're supposed to reach, you really easily start to think, oh my god, what is wrong with me? What is going on? Because it's such a... I don't think people understand how much pressure you put on people, like when you literally write their whole life story for them within a few years. set a timeline for them. Yeah, because when you set timelines for people, you just end up... When you, when you don't succeed as is supposed to be, you're going to end up questioning yourself. But also, as nobody talks about it, then you feel really isolated because you're thinking that you're the only person 
who is straying so far off of that timeline that yeah. was preset for you. And especially, so say if you have a class of, I don't know how big your classes were, but mine were like 300 students, let's say. And then you see that all of them are graduating yeah. and you were supposed to be at that graduation ceremony. And so many people are posting about it on social media, mm -hmm. but you're the only one who hasn't yet. And then yeah. all of that pressure and, and not really talking about it yeah. and feeling isolated. So you, you just pull yourself back from other people even more. And it's just that feeling of shame. Yeah. I think that especially that that is the most important like the feeling that shame just like stops you from seeking help it stops you from like talking about it it stops you from because nobody wants to feel like a failure because we, we also as a society kind of condemn that as well you know we condemn mm -hmm. failure we condemn oh my god you're, you're not supposed to you're supposed to be successful no matter what you can't talk about your failures you can't yeah. talk about the things you still need to fix about yourself but that's because they never told us about all of the other stuff that might happen. They've only been telling us about the beautiful things, how yeah. awesome your 20s are and how carefree you can be and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's especially that. I think it's just this romanticizing these years. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads to just basically pushing the bad stuff under the rug yeah sweeping it under the rug you know and we go into this life in these in our early 20s with all these beautiful expectations of oh this is what life is gonna be amazing like i'm gonna get the party as much as i want i could you know like, yeah school is gonna be a breeze because <laughs> admittedly high school was a breeze for me but yeah same. <laughs> but they don't tell you how much more difficult university is gonna be yeah but so. uh, I think it might just have to do um, with the differences between the generations because yeah. we were brought up by people from the generation before us. And for them, it was different. Maybe for them, it was easier. Who knows? And uh, they've been just been preparing us for the life that they had. Yeah. When, in fact, it's a completely different life to what they had. Yeah, it is. Because... It the reality is, as much as our parents, as much as the generation before us prepared or tried to prepare us for the future, they raised us for a world that no longer exists. Yes. They have true. raised us for a world of the past. That is in the past. We no longer live in those circumstances anymore. And because of that, I think it's so hard because nobody knows what to do not, like you, we don't know how to raise they, also don't know. they didn't know exactly how to prepare us for this so now we're left to our own devices mm -hmm. which means i guess everything we try to learn now we learn via for example the internet yeah and <laughs> there is a lot of information out there first of all and a lot of misinformation yeah. as well so it's like nobody really knows what they're doing in a way mm -hmm. but yet we're we're expected to like pretend that we do know what we're doing because and, nobody talks about it yeah exactly <laughs> nobody <laughs> opens their window and shouts i have no idea what i'm doing with my life <laughs> wouldn't that be great <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but i think that's the thing like i think we, we just we just like expect we're just expected to just continue on and do whatever we need to do to you know be okay about it but when when i look back at my these past few, seven years of my life that i've moved here and lived here um i spent i thought i was gonna be spending most of my time on school right because that's mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do but i spent most of my time literally 
discovering and rediscovering myself, literally having to break myself down completely to, you know, my core and build myself up again because I had gone through so many different things that forced me to do that and forced me to put my school in the back burner, basically. Mm-hmm. And the, in the long run, that was the best thing that I could have done is, you know, first take care of me so that I can actually be able to and have the tools to continue. But because you're in this pressure of, oh, no, why aren't you finished? Haven't you finished school yet? Oh, no, why are you the taking questions. so long? Yeah, the constant questioning of why aren't you where you're supposed to be basically and that added to me feeling you know all this shame and all this like oh but I guess I'm doing something wrong clearly Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's what they don't understand you have to basically raise yourself again when you yes but what makes it even more difficult is that when your parents were raising you when you were still younger nobody was questioning you yeah but now that you're here and you have the wrong tool sets to continue your life you're supposed to still continue <laughs> well at the same time raising yourself that makes it a whole lot more difficult and if when you approach people and say hey i'm having a bit of difficulty with this then you get met with uh, oh stop exaggerating it can't be that hard um i probably had it more difficult than you did when i was younger and all of those questions just like that does not help guys it really does not help it really does it not. absolutely does not and I think another thing that adds to all of that, like, inner turmoil, turmoil. Even more. <laughs> Even more. I think also because we live in a generation in which social media plays more of a role than yeah. older generations. And I think the thing is with social media, it can be a beautiful thing to have. It can connect us in so many different ways. Like, we can discover things and worlds that we have never even knew about. It makes it easier to relate to people more, right? Yes, and it, because it uh, it gives you more examples of stuff that other people are going through. It yeah. kind of gives you like a, a peeping hole that you're like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that they experienced it that way. Or, I didn't know people lived like that, you know, like a, exactly. a completely different way of living and being. But I think the other side of that is also social media can create a lot of pressure as well in the sense that you're going to be comparing yourself constantly to people constantly even if you're mindful about it yeah even if you're aware of yeah i know i shouldn't be on social media too long i know i shouldn't compare myself to these people you're still gonna do it you're still gonna feel some type of way when like you just that example you gave just now when you're seeing all these posts of your classmates um, coming on your feed Uh who's graduating who's living their life who's um moving in with their partners etc buying a house buying (laughs) a house and then you sit there and you're like oh shit what the fuck am i doing wrong what is what is going on and then you really start to question yourself you really start to question your worth basically at some point because you're like there's clearly something that's wrong with me if i can't be there at the same level as they are at their age but we forget (laughs) there are so many factors that go into why there is there are those differences within Mm -hmm. even if you're the same age i think that Uh, One thing that plays a huge role for all of us is not only just social media, but it's also about not talking about how social media affects us. Um, Sometimes we get overwhelmed and then we go off social media. Um, But then when you go back on, sometimes you're met with people ridiculing you for like, oh, you you finally thought that you were good enough to come back. It's just... 
it's a beautiful and not beautiful place to be and having to deal with that on top of just regular everyday things it i think it adds too much pressure if you don't manage it well and i'm glad that now there are people who are giving tips on how to manage your social media yeah. feed or your social media usage in general um but it takes some time before you can discover those things to help yourself yeah and i think one thing i realized is we don't teach ourselves or each other or kids how to get along with social media like you know we teach we teach them ourselves for everything else you know well technically not really because i didn't know what, what the fuck how to do my taxes that's another thing oh yeah but, <laughs> but, <laughs> <That's> we, not. <laughs> but you know they teach us about so many things but i do think we also have to pay like we also have to set aside time to teach our kids about social media as well and to teach them how to manage it and not, ha- and not let it get to you and get too much is that's something we do not do i think like as a teacher because that's what I'm studying to become. Yeah. But uh, as Should a teacher, <laughs> when um, what I see happening in school right now, especially, is teachers be- are becoming more aware and are trying to, for example, give uh, their parents like lessons on social media and how it works. You know, those Whoa, type of things. That's okay. really, it's funny to see it happening. But I feel like, not that it's too late, but you have already all these generations that are already growing with it and just basically grow, out, grow up with it without a handle. And we, without, we definitely had free reign. Yeah, we had free reign. And I think that's especially when you see like the younger generations before us. I can tell, for example, there's so much going on on social media that it's impossible for them to like really understand that, hey, this, this has nothing to do with you personally. You don't have to follow everything that you see. You don't have to be everything that you see on social media. You have your own path, your own you know path of life you have to walk on. But even us, right? We know that a lot of the pictures we see are photoshopped. We know mm-hmm. that a lot of the videos we see online are very fake. But still, with that knowledge and with knowing, with the extra knowledge of knowing how it quote unquote should be um, or actually is, it's mm-hmm. uh, we still are affected by it. Yeah. So I think even with really good social media management for yourself and even with all of the information at our disposal, it's still difficult to not be affected by it. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. That's just simple. That's just simply the truth. It's It does affect us. Yeah. And I think that is definitely something we should put more emphasis on as well. Yeah, it's something that we should also talk about. And I'm happy to see that amongst our friend circle, mm-hmm. people are talking more about it. And yeah. people are purposely doing the opposite of what was normally um, sensational to post <laughs> on social media. So people are posting, for example, their quarantine pictures or yeah. very normal things or even if they're having down days. Yeah, I think that is also an important part that that that, that just... How do you say that? Humanization of social... Hi, guys. I speak four languages. I'm terrible at all four of them. Don't fucking fight me. (laughs) But (laughs) basically, it's just... It humanizes it a bit more because you don't only see the same things or the successful pictures, the successful things over and over. You also see, hey, guys, I'm having a really fucking bad day today. Yeah. And I think it makes it easier for others to be like, oh, okay, it's okay for me to have a bad day too. Yeah, because we're... Only thought to applaud uh, success, I guess. We're only allowed to um, give attention to people who are really doing something with their lives. 
And um, that definitely makes it difficult to even be brave enough. Can I say that? Be brave enough to post mundane things. Yeah, that's so weird that we're even at that point. The question, is that brave or not? And is it? <laughs> I mean, I think it is in certain circumstances. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it is. I agree. <laughs> so let's hope we do <laughs> steer more towards that, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it's just it's just hard to to be able to be free enough to rediscover yourself and to, you know, actually give into what actually makes you happy because we we don't uh, have that choice, unfortunately. No, I feel like we, from a very young age, they already push us into a certain direction. Like yeah. when we're 13 or 14, we're supposed to choose uh, what uh, what classes we're going to take. Yeah. And what, then those classes are the basis for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because what you finish uh, high school with is probably what you're going to be specializing in in college. And what you specialize in is probably what you're going to end up doing as a job. Yeah. And that's the rest of your life. And I don't know about you guys, but at 13, I did not give a shit what classes I was going to take. I didn't know what it was going to be in the future. I was just like, listen, I just want to get through this school day because I am tired. <laughs> I was already tired at 13. But um, like, like, I was more stressed about, how, okay, do people like me or not? Do I have friends or not? Are my friends talking about me behind <sighs> my back? Which they all work, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> high school. It was a whole other playground. High but, school was high school. But exactly. Like, at 13, you're not thinking about... Yeah. Um, oh, what am I going to be for the rest of my life? No, you're thinking about the mundane, like, everyday things because that's how teenage brains work and then but we're still expected to know at that age well we're uh, we're just pressured into mm-hmm. specializing already and, and usually it's not even what we want it's what our parents want yeah because because we don't know what we yeah. want our parents choose for us yeah. and again it's the path that they choose it's the timeline timeline that they, that choose, they choose that they set for you so your your timeline your path was already chosen for you and by the time we grow up and you know we come here and we start specializing in whatever we want to do you realize actually this isn't what i want this isn't right for me but you're, it's sort of too late or it's sort of mm-hmm. you're already on this path that was created for you so it, it's harder to carve your own path from that because if you want to be successful then you probably will have to have a full-time job to sustain any yeah. kind of lifestyle, to just be able to pay rent yeah. for a place, not even buy a house, just, just be able rent. to pay rent. You need a stable job. You need enough income. But the only way that you're going to get enough income is by having a full-time job. And you can only have a full-time job if you're specialized into that. Um, with me, for example, I studied sciences. I chose the uh, physics, biology, whatever in high school. And then I did biomedical sciences and then I did cognitive neuroscience. And now I work at a pharmaceutical company for 40 hours a week. But that creative side of me still exists. But I'm kind of, um, I don't want to say forced, but the only time that I have time to explore my creative side is then on my off time which is not that much because yeah. I'm working most of the week. And then on the weekends, there are like chore type of things that you have to do as an adult. So there's not much time left to explore no. the other half. But I also think that if we have time to explore more of who we are, we have time to um, be like, okay, I'm very passionate about this, but I'm also very passionate about this. So I need to really work on finding a balance. Yeah. How can I make both of them work? 
for some people, I think because of having the internet at our disposal, they were able to collaborate, able to mm-hmm. come up with a type of system that they could, for example, um, freelance, and then they choose to specialize in something, do that for a couple of weeks, do a job for a couple of weeks, and then take maybe a week or two off to yeah. do that other half yeah. of them yeah. that maybe isn't as financially <laughs> profitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. And I think that is the cool cool thing I do kind of see in our generation. We do, I think we have that, we are braver in that sense that, you know what? No, I want to do what I want. I want to do what makes me feel happy and screw the system. Yeah, and we find ways to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, society doesn't make it easier, but I still see people really trying. And I think that's very Mm -hmm. good too. And I also see people... That progress. Yeah, definitely that progress. And also... Um, supporting each other yeah because where we said that you're basically left to raise yourselves but we are here to help raise each other yeah. we're here to help like our friends um in their process but there's also so many resources online yeah so that is an upside and another thing I think that a lot of people don't give enough credit to is therapy like in-person therapy the way it's existed for a long time go to therapy guys please therapy everybody go to therapy. everybody needs to go to therapy it is important it's not only for people that are like really about to lose their minds like mentally Mm -hmm. it is it's a tool it's 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 a learning tool it's helpful do it is there anything else that you you really thought like wow looking back um, I'm really glad that that happened or that I had that in my life to well, help me. I think I was very lucky with the people I had in my life. I was very lucky with the friends I had. Mm-hmm. I had the right friends. And I had the right friends that pushed me and that wasn't afraid to tell me, hey, you're being irrational right now. Or they weren't afraid to just be there for me when I really needed it. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped me uh, just progress in a way because okay. having a form of someone to lean on thing you know people to lean on really helps you and I think that is not talked about enough like how much not only the right friends but also the wrong friends how much of an impact that can have Mm -hmm. on you and your life people in your life that are sometimes there for a little while and then they leave but then the people who really stick around but also, just as important are the people who are there for a little while but have a tremendous impact on your life And then leave because then you're left to interpret the lesson that they taught you in the best way that suits you. And that's the thing, I think. One of the things that also I've learned, like, everything is a lesson to be learned. Like, (laughs) if you look at it as, you know, okay, what can I learn from this? As opposed to, oh, um, I, you know, as opposed to putting it on you, like, oh, what is wrong with me? It really does change the way you look at things and the way you work on things. Because it's like, okay, what can I learn from this? Things are going to affect you. Yeah. Um, You can't control it. It's just life. You can't control it. It's It's just how you choose to react to it. And having the right people around you can help you. Yeah, especially that. And therapy, guys. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone, (laughs) honestly. it's. I think that's such a gimmicky thing to say, but also so true. So true. Alright guys, that was our first episode. Thank you for sticking around if you're still here. I'm very curious to hear what you think, if you think that maybe we uh, missed something or if you just had a different experience altogether. 
Um, feel free to reach out to us on the socials, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, or Gmail. We're Combined Impact Everywhere. Yeah, and also, we are huge believers in shoutouts. We would love to have our platform also be available to others. So if you feel like you want to share your art, your songs, your think pieces, it really doesn't matter. We would love to give you a platform for that. We'd love to share, especially coming from our own islands, you know, our people. We would love to share our work and art, etc. So please hit us up and we would love to give you a platform for our next episodes. Yeah, and those would be the part where... We talk about somebody else's art or yeah. just whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Want about. But seeing as this is our first episode <laughs> and yeah. we don't have any submissions. We do have music pieces that were created by our producer, Zell. So we're just going to use one of those and finish off with that. And um, if you're interested, this information is also in whatever description, like in the show notes and the stuff YouTube below. description. Scri- yeah, that. yeah, in the stuff below. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.